Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message from our special guest. So let's go. Let's dive in. Are you guys ready? John 5 verse 6. John 5 verse 6. If you have a Bible with you, I uh, just open it up. E-Bible, notes, uh, actual Bibles. Open it up. If not, then I have it on the slide here just to make it easier. John 5 verse 6. Father, we pray that these verses will just speak loud in our life. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been there in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Verse 7, it says this. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me in the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down before me. The title of my message is, I'm trying. I'm trying. There's certain parts of our lives, or maybe we've been dealing with this before, we had this before, we had this experience where we tried and we tried and we tried and we tried, but somehow nothing happens. Something might happen, but it did not match our expectation. We tried and we tried and we tried. We tried so many things, so many methods, but then it's, it, we just can't see it or we just can't feel it because somehow someone else got there before us and we got left behind. Before I move on, let's just read the entire verse. John 5 verse 2. Here we go. Now there is in, now there is in Jerusalem near the sheep gate of a pool, which is Aramic is called, which in Aramic is called Bethesda, which has five roof colonnades. See, the story starts when the story begins um, in the previous passage. Jesus healed the royal son. And when Jesus was in Jerusalem, he went to this pool called Bethesda. The name Bethesda is referred to as the house of mercy. When Jesus stopped in that place, he was actually on the way to a feast. He was on the way. And yet Jesus stopped in that place. Jesus stopped in that pool. And when Jesus stops somewhere, when he is, his presence is there, something's about to go down. Something is going to happen. We worship, we sang songs, and I believe that Jesus is enthroned in the midst of our praises. Jesus is here right now. I don't know if you believe it as much as I do, but I believe that something's about to go down right now. I hope you're hearing me. God is here. Something's about to go down. And this is what happened back then. And I pray that this will speak loud in your life. John 5 verse 3. It says this. Here are a great number of disabled people who used to lie. The blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. So it was separated into three different categories. The blind... What else? 
the lame, the, all right, what is the first one? Sec second one, and the, and the paralyzed. Can I, can I share with you what I got? Why is this being categorized into three different categories? Can I, can I share with you a little bit about what Holy Spirit speaks to me? See, the blind, let me get this tie real quick. The blind, to me, it represents someone who can't see, duh, right? Blind, you can't see, right? Wait, can, can, I, get, can I get Andrew to help me with this? Um, yeah, yeah. I can't reach my back because I have a muscular shoulder, easy to see. So it's, it's hard for me to reach back. Um, I was an athlete in my dreams. And um, I need uh, Andrew to help me with, with this because my muscle is so big. I'm boasting on my muscles here. There you go. So imagine, this is like a movie Netflix. What's that movie called? Yeah, yeah, that. So imagine yourself being blind. Are there any senses that's working when you're blind? Can someone tell me? What's working when you're blind? The hearing. What else is still functioning? What's that? Talking. What else? Smell, right? Smell. What else? I need you guys to shout because I can't see. Walking. So your, your feet still moving, right? What else is moving? What else is functioning? Breathing your nose. What else is functioning? Your hands, your house are still functioning. You know what I got from this verse? You know what I got from people that's being blind? You are able, you have the ability to do all kinds of things and it's not limited. But somehow you just can't see it. Somehow you just can't see it because you're blinded by certain things. And can I name you these certain things? Personal ambitions. Maybe you're blinded by money. Maybe you're blinded by power. Maybe you're blinded by some hatred issues that you've experienced over the years. I don't know what it is that blinded you, that caused you to not being able to see what God has in store for you. I believe that every one of us has a purpose in life. We are created to have to carry this great purpose of God. And somehow we just can't see it. Somehow we just can't imagine it. Maybe we imagine different things. Maybe we're imagining what God has been saying in our lives. Maybe people have been praying over our lives. You're going to be somebody that's great, but you can't see it. And in the end, you gave up and you lost hope. You have all the ability, you, have, you still have your hands, you still have your feet, you can move, you can hear, but you just can't see it. Am I talking to somebody this morning? You just can't see it. There are certain parts in our life when I was growing up, I can't, somebody prayed over me, somebody said, you're going to be a great musician, a great worshiper, but at that time, I can't see it. But when the moment I took off my physical eyes and start looking through my spiritual eyes, I can see what God has in store for us. See, there are certain people that's blinded. 
The second part is the lame. Now, if you're lame, what body parts are not functional? Your legs. You can't walk. It's hard for you to move. Can you see? Can you hear? Can you speak? But you just can't walk. You can't see what God has in store for you. You can see what's happening in your life. You can hear the word of God. You can sing the songs. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battles belong to you, Lord. But somehow you can't move. Your legs can't move. You might be able to walk a little bit, but you're limping. And it takes you a while to get to the pool because you can't move. What causes you to not being able to move? Everybody has a different story. I'm going to share you my story. I grew up in Perth with Hendra. He knows my dad. I didn't have a good relationship with my dad. We didn't talk for five years. I didn't talk to my sister for eight years. I thought it was okay. I was fine with it. I was blinded. I thought it was okay. But little did I realize that that was the baggage that I was carrying that made me to be a lame person that, that God wants me to run, God wants me to walk, God wants me to jump, but I can't do it because there are certain parts of my life that I have not let go yet. There's a certain disappointment in my life that I did not let go yet. There's a certain failures in my life. There's certain words that people are talking behind me, talking about me, saying that you will not amount to anything. You're just an asthmatic, short, white kid. No, I'm not white, but like, like I, was, I was like... I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty like red, white, pink, pink, pink kid. That's amount to nothing. That got to me. That word speaking loud in my life, even my parents, even, even people that's around me saying that you're, you're going to amount to nothing. All my families, oh, this is not recorded, but all my families, they all have marriage failures. My aunt, my uncles. And the word divorce has been replayed over and over again in my family. I thought that was my destiny. And I had to carry that. I can't jump. I can't even walk. I was limping. I, 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 had, I, I was lame because I did not let go of that. See, this morning, I'm going to be speaking to your life. Whatever baggage that you have, whatever disappointments that you have, whatever failures that you have, it's nothing compared to the love of God in your life. Nothing compared to the love of God in your life. Because God's going to do something. Because it's about to go down. The scariest part is, not only that you're lame, not only that you can't walk, but you're paralyzed. That's, that's a scary thing right there. Because you can't move. Can you speak? Yeah, you can shout all you want. But you're paralyzed. You're there in the same situation year after year after year. You're paralyzed. You're being bounded. You're being grounded. 
you're paralyzed. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? I'm speaking to myself right now. Maybe there's some parts in your life that you felt like I'm blinded. There's some baggage that I carry. I'm lame. I may be paralyzed. But today I have good news. Jesus is here. Something's about to go down. Let's move forward. John 5 verse 4. From time to time an angel of the Lord will come down and stir up the waters. The first one into the pool over each such disturbance will be cured of whatever disease they have. That's the condition. That's the condition. And this is when the story begins. John 5 verse 5. And I'm going to invite one person. Because I did it. I did it myself. And uh, with my muscular shoulder and whatnot. I can't do it again. Because I'm quite tired by the, um, that. And um, I'm going to invite Andrew. You're the lame this morning. Can you come forward? Can we, can we, can we give Andrew a big round of applause? This is an illustration. This, this word. Yeah, maybe it's for you. But I don't know. Um, John 5 verse 5. Can you pick up your mat? Your mat? Yeah. yeah. John 5 verse 5. It says this. One who was there had been an invalid. Let's stop right there. An invalid. That's a label that the society placed upon the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. That's a label that were placed on my life when I felt that I'm blind, lame, and paralyzed. I felt, and someone is saying to me, that I was invalid. But there's good news. He was invalid for 38 years. For how long? 38 years. Can I see a show of hands if you are under 38 years old? Under 38 years old. High up in the air. Look around you. Look around you. No, keep it up. Keep it up. Under 38 years old. If you want to lie in church, go ahead. Under 38 years old, right? Right, everybody want to raise their hands. <laughs> Look around you. Almost more than half of you are under 38 years old. This man has been sick for 38 years. That's a long time to be sick. For how long? 38 years. See, my dad was sick for like two years. That took a toll in our family. But this person has been sick for 38 years. That's a long time. This dude has been sick for 38 years. He has not eaten. <laughs> He was, yeah, all right, I'll just continue, let's just continue. For 38 years, he was sick. Can you, let me paint you this picture, all right? He's been sick for 38 years, right? How did he find out that there is a pool in Bethesda? He must have heard. Hey, something's happening in the pool of Bethesda. You need to come down and check it out. This person has been healed. 
You know, what happened? When angel came down and there's a disturbance, the first one in will be healed. Oh my. I, can I say that? Pork. <laughs> oh my pork. I need to go down there right now, but I can't move. Don't, you can't move. Yeah. But I can't move. So what, what will he do? He would ask for help, wouldn't he? Would you ask for help? Help. help. <laughs> he would ask for help. Can you help me? And can you help me? I said, yes, of course. I want you to get well. And then I can't. I'm not going to carry you, bro. So I carried him to the pool of Bethesda. Let's imagine this is pool of Bethesda right now. I carried him to the pool of Bethesda. A friend carried him to the pool of Bethesda. And now he's in the pool of Bethesda. I... In my mind, he will not be sitting or sleeping right here. He would be right over on the edge and just waiting for the water to stir. The Bible didn't say that he was blind. The Bible didn't say that he was paralyzed or lame. The Bible just said that he was sick. So can I just imagine he got all of that? <laughs> so he might be sleeping. Dude. Like, be sick. Not like photo model. Yeah. <laughs> That's not sick. He might be sleeping in this pool, sitting right next to the pool, and he can't feel, he can't feel the water, so what, what he might be doing, he might feel the water with his hand. And when the water, there's a stir, and there's stirrings in the water, you can't move, what would you do? You said, help! Someone help me. Someone help me. Imagine this is his first day in the pool. He would stand right here, sit right here waiting for the water to stir. He waited maybe for hours. I don't know how long. But the first time when the stirring happens, when the disturbance happens, help, help. And someone might help you. Someone might not help you. Let's say someone help you and push you inside the pool. And he... Oh, it's a short pool? Alright, okay. And push him inside the pool, help him inside the pool. Little did he realize that someone got in before him and he found himself drowning in the pool. And he said, I tried to get in, but someone was there before me. I tried to get a promotion, but someone got there before me. I tried to be well, but someone got well before me and I found myself drowning and drowning and I had to lift up my hands and asking for people's help get me up because I can't swim because I am lame I'm paralyzed help me help me help me and someone did help him and to carry him up there imagine this happened for 38 years I would not imagine he's sitting right here after 38 years. I would imagine that he got tired of it. And in the end, he sat right next to the, right far from the pool. And he lost hope. He tried. He tried to get well. Lord, I've been having these financial difficulties in my life for years and years. My dad 
It was from my dad's and I, it's, it's fallen on my lap. I tried to get out of it for years. I'm trying. I'm trying. I even prayed for somebody and that person got a breakthrough. When's my turn? I'm trying. I'm trying to get well. I'm trying for a breakthrough. I'm crying for a breakthrough. I'm sitting right here waiting and waiting and waiting and asking when is it going to be my turn? When I got myself inside the pool, nothing happened. I come to church every single Sunday, seeing miracles happen on my left, seeing miracles happen happen on my right. What about me? When is my miracle going to come? For 38 years, I'm trying. We're trying. Am I speaking to you this morning? I'm trying for 38 years. For 38 years. Jesus. Let's read forward again. John 5 verse 6. When Jesus was, saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. Jesus was already in that pool in Bethesda and he saw him lying there and learn. Learn. Isn't he the all-knowing God? Why does he need to learn? He should know what's happening with this dude right here. He's been sick for 38 years. But he learned, on the other words, he observed, he understand that he has been sick for 38 years. And he asked this question to him. Do you want to get well? He's asking the same question to you this morning. ICCI of Bali. Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? The same question that he asked to him is the same question that Jesus is asking to you this morning. Do you want to get well? This is something that, will, that blows my mind. Let's read forward. John 5 verse 7. It says this. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool. When the water is stirred, while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. That's, 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 not, that's not how you answer a simple question. Jesus answered, do you want to get well? It's either you said, yes, I want to get well, or no, leave me alone. Does that make sense? But he answered with the word, sir. See, I was taught you use the word sir whenever you want to make a point. Sir, I'm hungry. A point. Sir, I'm not happy with your service. I need to check out from this hotel. Can you please upgrade me or I will send an email to your hotel manager. Sir. Sir. He said, sir. He has a point that he wants to say. He said, I have no one to help me into the pool. 
Don't you understand? I have no one to help me into the pool. For 38 years I've been sick. I had no one to help me into the pool. Don't you get it? And he said, when the water is straight, he said, I'm trying to get in. Sir, I'm trying. It's not that I tried. It's not that I'm here laying down. It's not that I'm here sitting, singing, I can show you the world. No. I'm laying on this mat, waiting. I'm trying. I may be crawling one day. I, I tried. I tried. I tried to look for help from my left, from my right. I tried. I tried so many things. Don't you get it? I've been trying, and I'm done trying. I'm done trying. So whatever you gotta say, say it. I'm done trying. When he said that, it got me thinking that he lost hope. He lost the thought of being set free. He was blinded by the circumstances. He can't move. He was paralyzed. And he became invalid. Because all of those clouded his mind. And he accepted his condition that he was invalid. But Jesus had a different plan. And this is how he replied. I love this. John 5 verse 8. It says this. Then Jesus said to him. Get up. Pick up your mat. And walk. Get up. Pick up your mat. And let's, let's, let's stop right there. Right? We learned capital in, in verses before. Like Jesus learned his condition. He knows that he was paralyzed for 38 years. And he said, get up. He just said, no one to help me. I'm trying, sir. Don't you understand that I'm trying? I've been trying. And you said, get up. Don't you understand that I can't get up? No one is helping me to get up. And you said, get up. Before miracles happen, what Jesus was trying to do is to change his mind to change whatever that clouded him, to change the invalid label on his head and change that into the purpose of God that will happen in his life. He said, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Get up. That's, that's good, right? Pick up your mat and walk. What I love about this is that Jesus... Thank you so much, Andrew. You're doing a great job. What I love about this is Jesus said, pick up your mat. This mat has been with him for years, for a long time. This mat has been his home. This mat became his comfort zone. This mat became his dwelling place. But Jesus said, you need to pick up your mat because you're not going to go back to that place anymore because I have a better place for you and it's not going to be on this mat. And not only that, 
He said, pick up your mat and walk and walk and walk. I don't know what you're going through in your life right now, but this is the message for you. Get up, pick up your mat and walk. Get up, pick up your mat and walk. You get up, pick up your mat and walk. You're not going to go back to that place anymore because your destiny is out there. I need you to get up, you pick up your mat and start walking from promises to promises, from faith to faith, from strength to strength, from grace glory to glory and walk and walk and walk to your destiny and the purpose of God you're going to start walking in your promises that God has for you walk get up walk I have four minutes left I want to invite Gizeli to come forward I want her to share she's one of our worship leaders can I get extra time a bit because I need to translate her from Indonesian to English. But she has been a living testimony, a walking, living testimony to all of us. And, and, and I want you to hear about her story and how she got up, how she picked up her mat, and how she walked. Is that okay? There's power in testimony, and we're going to hear one of them right now. Go ahead. I'm going to translate for you. Hello. Hi. Okay. Um, I'm going to share about my life a little bit. Um, when I was 10. Oh, she speaks English good. <laughs> mix, yeah, mix. Mix Indonesian and English. Um, when I was 10, um, doctor said to me and my parent that I have juvenile rheumatoid arth- arthritis. Uh, and it's Maybe some of you uh, know that it's like uh, it's not for kids. It it's for um, old people that have rheumatic. Then um, doctor said that it's um, sorry, autoimmune. Maybe some of you have heard it. So um, antibody yang harusnya. Um, cover myself from up yeah, virus and anything the, the antibody that has that, that was supposed to work against my viruses yeah uh, tapi malah uh, against me malah fight for me but that the antibody attacks the body yeah so doctor said that um, there's no drugs for that Gak ada obatnya it was like 10 years oh no 15 years ago doctor said gak ada obatnya then um itu uh, mengganggu sendi-sendi. sendi-sendi. It, it, it bothers my my knuckles, all of my knuckles yeah, all, all my over body. my body. Um, joints, all of the joints. Yeah, first in my feet, left or right. Uh, waktu kecil, misalnya naik sepeda, capek. Uh, when she was small, she would, when she rides bicycle and she got tired. Yeah, uh, itu nggak bisa jalan for three days. She can't walk for three days after riding a bicycle. Then um, doctor said to me, I need to have physiotherapy. Jadi kalau misalnya kayak uh, punya pintu di rumah yang nggak pernah dipakai, then you force to open it, um, itu pasti uh, susah. Kayak 
bunyi mungkin gitu. It's like when when you have a door that you don't use for years after years and when you open it it that has a sound. Yeah. Sound, right? sama kayak sendi yang dipaksa waktu fisioterapi. It's the same thing as joints that's been forced to move whenever I had physiotherapy. Yeah. Uh, fisioterapi itu three three times a week. It's a three times a week process. Uh, yeah, um, jadi sendi-sendi yang udah mulai mengganggu di tangan, di kaki itu dipaksa untuk pulih gitu. All of the joints that were stiff, it was being forced to move. Yeah. Um, saya di fisioterapi selama beberapa tahun. I did it for a few years. Yeah, sampai akhirnya saya mulai uh, oke okay, ini sepertinya sudah sehat dan saya nggak pernah melakukan lagi itu lagi karena udah mulai trauma juga dengan ke rumah sakit setiap minggu. Until the time where there is an improvement and I can walk, so I felt that I don't need to go back to a hospital again. Yeah. Saya ingat waktu saya masih sekolah, saya harus saya disarankan punya oleh dokter untuk punya sepatu khusus. The doctor told me that I need to have a special shoe. Yeah, dan sepatunya jelek banget. And it's an ugly shoe. Yeah, karena bentuknya aneh, beda dengan sepatu-sepatu anak yang lain. Yeah, it's shaped weird and it's different from other shoes. Yeah, sampai akhirnya teman-teman uh, apa ya, like bullying me. And she yeah. and I got bullied because of my shoes. Yeah, um, my my parents' friend bilang I don't have any future for that for my life. Right. Then. Um, But I want to tell you, um, waktu waktu in a crisis of my life, and I find that Jesus say to me that I have something for you. Wow. Yeah. Um, many pastors pray for me, and I thank God for them. Then um, they said to me like. God want me to sing. God want me to the, to preach the gospel through my There music. I don't know. I don't know um, any any journey that I will be going through for that. But I just wanted to trust God. Right. He said that to me. He said that when he preached, um, get up and and pick. pick up your mat. Yeah, pick up the mat and and walk. It it really say to me. I don't know God. I don't know where you want to go, where you want me to go. But I just want to get up and pick up my mat and land. I heard um, when when we have conference last August, um, someone came to me. Um, someone came to him and and, and said um, she saw me when I lit um, worship. Uh, she saw my fingers. It's different because it's already, yeah, broken like this. And and she say that um, when 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 she saw this, like God say to her that, look, I can do things through my life. So I'm so blessed um, when people say that. That they are blessed for, they are saying Jesus can do something in my life that I want to share with you, and thank God for FGF praise that led by Him um, through, I think four albums, right? Every album, um, I've been given a song that I've never think about it. That the first song is Surrender. 
about surrender. And the song and the second song um karena muku ada. Yeah, it's because of you I'm here. That's the title of the song. <laughs> yes. And the third song it's really bless me yang um the first service we sing it. Yeah. Um karena uh, no. Tak terbatas kuasa mu. It said that Jesus can heal us. Yeah. Whatever we have, Jesus can heal us. And the fourth song and for album um Pujian bagi raja. Pujian bagi raja. That's right. It's like uh not a slow song, it's a big song and I need to teach people to to dance. Right. It's right. like uh <laughs> Right, right. It's like oh my goodness, um I cannot stand like this for hours because it's like uh apa ya? It hurts, right? It, it it hurts. It hurts my ankle. But I've been given that song that I need to learn, I need to teach that moves like Right. But, yeah. But wow, Jesus is good for me. So I want to share with you guys. We didn't plan what songs you know she's going to sing. We didn't look at her like her condition. Me and Ronnie and Edward and Andre, we saw her potential. Just as how God sees her. And we see her preaching. We see her raising generations after generations. There's a reason why she's this. Because God can use your weakest point and make it to be your strength in your life. She has a unique voice and that matches the song. It's just so weird that every song that she was chosen to sing it talks about surrendering. It talks about the purpose of God in our life. It talks about healing how God's power is limitless. And the last song that she has to sing requires her to dance where she couldn't walk properly before and now she had to dance and she had to teach you how to dance. And she did it not because of her strength, but she has God inside of her. And she said, "Yes, Lord, I will get up. I picked up my mat because that's not what I belong anymore. And I'm gonna walk and walk and walk and walk and walk." I don't know where you are in your life right now. If this message is for you, I need you to get up right now on a count of three. You pick up your mat. You're telling the devil that I'm not going to go back there anymore. I'm going to walk forward from now on. If this message is for you, I need you to get up your seat on a count of three. Leave your baggage behind. Leave your past behind. Leave your disappointments behind. Leave your past experiences behind. And start walking to the front as an act of faith. Yes, in all of your life, you said, "Lord, I tried, I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I tried." But God is saying, "Stop trying and start trusting." If this message is for you. I need you to get up.
on a count of three. This guy got up before I counted. What an awesome act of faith. Come on, people. One. Two. Three. Three. 